Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. How to keep your BG 100. So this is my personal method, my personal equation that we're going to talk about today. But you guys, thank you so much for being here. This is kind of a special episode because it is our 100th episode of this podcast. So thank you so much for your support. It really does mean so much to me. And I've put out on Instagram like a while a couple weeks ago for suggestions on what we should do for this episode so you guys really helped me curate it and I just have to say that there was so many great ideas that came through and I just want to thank you for that too because your input really does mean a lot and so thank you thank you thank you for that and we are going to be using all of your ideas and we're going to be using it for content in the future so i'm just really excited so don't think that just because we're talking about this specific thing today that your idea wasn't good because you guys are all rock stars and i also just wanted to say like i don't know if you're thinking about starting a podcast or it, you know, it could even come to social media or Instagram, how many friends you have, how many likes you got for that thing, how, it, how many followers you have. I think I already said that. It doesn't matter. I know it can be such a weird thing. It's like living in this online world that's so amazing, but it kind of, if you're, and I've been here too, way like a earlier when I was first starting to build my brand on Instagram and sometimes you can get caught up in the likes of things and it's almost like you base your self-worth on how many likes that one thing got or you'll spend so much time curating something and then you'll be excited to share it and then you'll be disappointed because you didn't get the impact or the reach that you had hoped for and so it makes you feel shitty about yourself. And I just want you to know, like, you're not alone, first of all, but if you're striving to have a hundred likes, or I mean a thousand, let's say a thousand, if you want a thousand followers, a thousand likes on one thing, but maybe you just get a hundred, or maybe you just have 10, maybe you just have one, think about it this way. I'm sharing a different perspective with you. So just be open, but think about it this way. If you were to sit in a room and you were to have 10 people, you were to have 50 people, if you were to have 100 people of real fans, because those people aren't your friends, your followers, they're not just liking your stuff for no reason. It's because they really resonate with who you are and what you are all about. So can you imagine having 50 people a hundred people in one room, all there for you because of what you are sharing. Can you imagine? So when you put it that way, it doesn't matter how many fans or followers you have because you're constantly building and growing and just thinking about it in the context of like, 
if there was 100 people in this room right now, <laughs> it'd be packed. So think about it that way. I hope that makes you feel better because it's so easy to compare and to base your worth on certain things, but you are so, you're an individual, you're so beautiful just as a person that you are. And so it's not about trying to be like anyone else because there's only one you out there. And I think that that's one key too, is like when you can really step into the most authentic version of yourself, that is when you're truly going to shine and attract everyone, all of those really all of those people that you want so badly or you dream about, all of the people that are right for you, that is who you're going to attract, but you just have to show up as you. Not like me, not like anyone else, you. You've got this. So I wanted to say that first. But today we're going to talk about my formula. So (laughs) this episode is going to contain a little bit of math, but if you've ever wondered about, and we're all at different stages. So I didn't know this information way back. Maybe you have a great medical team behind you. That's great. I, I do now, but I didn't always. And so this information can be great for some people. And you might already have your corrections dialed in. You might already know this information or have it dialed in for you. And the other thing is just know this is not medical advice. This is my personal experience only. We are all individuals in terms of like, well, in every way possible, but especially when it comes to type 1 diabetes because as you know, what affects you is going to affect me probably differently. And it can be empowering. It can also be disempowering because you're trying to find answers and then you have to take what Susie says or what I say with a grain of salt when you are applying it to how you're managing your own diabetes because we're all so different. Our bodies are going to be affected different by different kinds of things. And so again, this is truly just what I'm doing. It's not for you to take and um, copy for yourself. Um, but it is going to give you an insight of how I'm able to really control my diabetes and try to keep that straight line on my CGM. And so I will give you some, some answers at the end or questions that will help you in determining what, how to apply it to what you're doing and how to control your diabetes for your body. I'm quickly interrupting this episode today because if your goal is to lose fat and you have type 1 diabetes, then I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to join my Shredded Body for Type 1s program for a limited time price. If you're listening to this episode before August 1st, 2020, then you still have a chance to join for this special price. And if you want my exact framework to lose fat with type 1, then you just might want to check out this program because honestly, and I've been thinking about this lately because I'm trying to keep a slight calorie deficit, which is the only way that it's possible to lose fat. Like science backs that up and it's challenging. It's so challenging. And I mean, fat loss itself is simple, but the process is not easy because you have to just really dial in your calories. You have to be really mindful. And today I'm like, cool, I've eaten 
almost 250 calories treating low blood sugar. And so when you're managing your diabetes and your blood sugar is on top of trying to stay in a calorie deficit, that shit can be super challenging. So inside this program, you'll learn all the steps to really take the overwhelm out of losing fat. And there's so many little tricks that are all inside the program that might be really helpful to you. It's definitely helped me out and at least taken away that feeling that you are just failing at the amount of work that you're putting in because of your blood sugars and trying to focus on that balance and stability there and then also what you're eating because it can be a really overwhelming so you'll learn all of my tips and tricks and you'll also get a bunch of different workouts to do so whether you're working out from the gym right now or at home you'll have a bunch of different options and you'll also know how to keep your blood sugar stable with exercise which is huge going back to just keeping your sugar stable and maintaining a calorie deficit which can be challenging so if this resonates with you and you want to learn more just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash join i will also link to this in the show notes but once again you have until august 1st 2020 to join this program for a limited time price and you do get lifetime access to this program so once you're in you can literally go at your own pace review the contents whenever you want even when you're 90 years old all right let's get back to the episode And we're going to be talking about milligrams per deciliter as well as millimoles per liter because growing up in Canada, we used millimoles per liter. Living in the States, we use milligrams per deciliter. They're two completely different things. It was so confusing switching over because for my whole entire life since my diagnosis, I was used to using millimoles per liter. And then when I started seeing my endocrinologist in the States, it's like I was speaking a foreign language, which is crazy because I guess between the two countries, you learn, you're taught a certain way. And so you you might not really know the other way, which I was constantly like trying to share with my endo at the time, like, this is how I do it. Um, but she, but I was always told like, no, you need to get on the milligrams per deciliter. And so finally, it wasn't until I got a Dexcom because I guess depending on where you're registered with Dexcom, it'll either be in milligrams per deciliter or millimoles per, per liter, depending on what that area goes by or what that city state country (laughs) goes by and so when i got a dexcom that's when i really learned how to go by milligrams per deciliter because that's the only choice that i had so i'm gonna share with you both the the ways to do it and by ways i mean we're gonna i'm gonna share with you my formula my personal formula for keeping my blood sugar at 100 and that's 100 milligrams per deciliter if we're talking millimoles per liter that's about an 8.3 which seems a bit high actually yeah no that's totally wrong it's not 8.3 it's like a 5.5.6 yeah it's about a 5.6. So I'm like, yeah, you don't want to keep your blood sugar at an 8.3. <laughs> so that's about a 5.6 milligrams, uh, millimoles per liter. So first I'm going to share my method, my formula for keeping my blood sugar 100 using milligrams 
per deciliter. I'm confusing myself, but yeah, milligrams per deciliter. So if my target blood sugar is 100, then my formula, my correction factor is a 56. So you need to know what your correction factor is. I do believe this is gonna be different for everyone, but 56 is my correction factor. So my target blood sugar is 100 milligrams per deciliter. My correction factor is 56. So if I want, let's say my blood sugar is 150 milligrams per deciliter and I want it to be 100. So I subtract 100 from 150, that's 50. Divide that number by 56. That is my, that is the amount of insulin that I need to take in order to get my blood sugar down to 100. And so that amount equals 0.89 units. That's what it is. That's what I take. And if you have an insulin pump, this is super easy to do, right? You just plug it in and there you go. You can really dial in. This is one thing I love about the insulin pump. You can really dial in your doses to like the very increment that you need, the point, whatever it is, 0.12, whatever, right? Like it's so easy, but if you're using injections, it can be a little bit more challenging. I was always taught as a child because I use injections to round up to the nearest number so that would be a one but that just knowing my body now <laughs> that would make me go low so what i do and this i mean if you have if you're using pens maybe there's some pens i don't know if the in pen does this i don't think it does but you can get like the one and a half pens i think in pen does 1.5 or the junior pens you can get half units, which will get you a little bit closer because then you can just dial it in a little bit tighter, right? But using the injection, I'll literally just kind of like eyeball it. I'll be like, I think that's just less than a half, right? So that's what I do. It works pretty well, but that is my correction factor, my formula for keeping my blood sugar 100 using milligrams per deciliter. Now using millimoles per liter, it's a little bit different, and I used to think it was super simple, but it's now I almost feel like it's a little bit more complicated just because I, I'm so used to doing it the other way, but it's a little bit different. So for a blood sugar, and this is what I, I haven't used this for, method in so long now that I'm obviously using the other method, but if my blood sugar is um, 150 milligrams per deciliter, that is about an 8.3. So if I want my blood sugar to be a 5.6, what I was always taught is you subtract five from your target number, and then you divide that by two. So that for, since I was like nine years old until maybe like my late teens or early 20s, that was always what I did. And then I started feeling like, you know, I started getting more into exercise and all this kind of stuff. So then I started feeling like that was a little bit too intense. I was more insulin sensitive. And so my endo at the time had me dial that back down and I was subtracting five, still same formula, subtracting five and then dividing that by three. But when I did the math just now, like before this episode, when I did the math just to compare, that still puts me, like if I were to do that method now with that exact formula, my blood sugars would go super low. And so you really have to know your body. It's important to know, this is why it's so important to know your 
correction factor because that's going to determine if you're going to go low, if it's enough insulin, right? And I so strongly believe that your correction factor is going to change. Like if I am super lean, if I'm cutting weight, I'm super lean, I have more muscle, my correction factor is going to be a lot more conservative than if I had more body fat, right? Like it just depends and it depends on your activity level, what you're doing, like all of this kind of stuff. So that's why I I do strongly recommend you making sure that your correction factor and not basing yours off of mine, unless of course we have the same correction factor. So just wanted to say that, but when I did the math, um, even subtracting five and dividing that by three is going to be a little bit too aggressive for me in terms of my dose for insulin. So subtracting five, dividing by four gets me a little bit closer. It's actually just under, I think it's like 0.83 of a unit. But I, if I were to use that method now, that's probably what I would do just to be on the safe side. It does take a little bit of math on top of all of the math that you're doing. If you have an insulin pump, then your insulin pump does all of this math for you. <laughs> but if you don't have an insulin p- pump, it can be really helpful to take the extra time to do this math when you are correcting for high blood sugar. It's just what I do. And I honestly, between that and, you know, calculating my dose for my meals and all of that kind of stuff, <laughs> my mom will sit down because I'm staying with her right now, but she'll, her and her husband will sit down to eat. And I literally have to be like, start eating without me because I'm going to be a minute. Cause I'm literally doing all this math, right. To like figure out my meal. I'm like weighing my food and then I'm calculating my bolus and Normally I would try to do it a bit sooner, but sometimes it's hard, right? Like dinner is is just finished. And so in order to weigh out your amounts and stuff and get your proper insulin to carb ratios, sometimes you can't actually bolus ahead of time, or maybe you could guesstimate a little bit, like put it into my fitness pal and then give yourself a small bolus. Um, but I actually haven't been needing to give myself insulin usually for my dinner lately because I'm eating so few carbs at dinner time. So it hasn't been a big deal, but it just takes some math and some time. And I'm like, I need like silence. I can't have anyone talking. I, and then I, I can't have people sitting at the table waiting for me. Cause then I like start having anxiety. I'm like, just start eating. I'll be there in a second. <laughs> so, um, that is how that is the math that I do to keep my blood sugar 100. I posted a video on my IG the other day and it was like a pretty pretty straight line, I have to be honest, but I just want to say like it's not like that all the time at all. If it was, I don't think I would have type 1 diabetes. So, it's okay to have bad days. It's just part of living with type one or diabetes, right? It's just part of it. I hope this is helpful to you. And in order to figure out yours, if you're like, okay, this is great, but I really want to figure out what mine is. First step is knowing your correction factor. So a really good thing is to ask your endo. Um, If you're using an insulin pump, you can actually go into the settings and your correction factor should be in there. That's what I would probably do. 
to figure out your correction factor. And then what's your target blood sugar? So that's gonna be super helpful. Obviously, you need to know your target blood sugar. And then that those two steps will give you the math that you need in order to figure out what your formula is gonna be in order to keep your blood sugar 100. I hope this episode is helpful to you. Thank you so very much for tuning in and for being part of this wild ride to 100 episodes. And here's to 100 more. If I had a glass of champagne right now, I would cheers it to you. Thank you all so much for being here. If this episode is helpful, it was if it was insightful, if it inspired you in some way, please do take a second to subscribe because that way you won't miss out on upcoming episodes and future content. And at the very least, if you could just share it with a friend, that would be so amazing. Thank you for your support. Bye for now. 